we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Debate amongst friends, Jack El Idolo, as J A would call me, J A Gotti, coming at us live here. The Professor John Gotti, ladies and gentlemen, the King of RNG, the Troll Master, the Data Analyzer, into the call of his own fate. The newly formed Terminator, yes, ladies and gentlemen, he's got all the brooms, he's got the mops, he is the cleaner. The least hype machine, but the best podcasting machine, Doc El Idolo. We are tranquilo today on a Tuesday. How are you doing? Well, well. Doing pretty good. Um, obviously, doing a little bit better than the current governor of New York, I guess. Um, <laughs> I was resigning, apparently. That's for another podcast, another time, yeah, and another channel. Yikes. It is a big yikes. But we have the sporting news that you've been craving. Um, NFL and NBA, Johnny, as we had the obviously the Hall of Fame class enshrined, their bust hung, and they are in the Hall of Fame building. The speeches were given. There were songs sang about mamas. You know, there was hair flowing. Detroit Lion fans were going crazy for Megatron. I mean, it was wild. But we also have new eligible people. So let's start with the current class and then let's work our way through those eligible folks. And um, of course, last season we did talk about those finalists, uh, but I really want to give a shout out to Charles Woodson. That's really the only reason I want to go through this. (laughs) The guy sat here and sang Boys to Men to his mother. For the first five minutes, holding back tears, his mother, Georgia Woodson, and her baby boy just sitting there singing, Mama. Wow. What a, what a moment. Um, and and I, honestly, I didn't watch it live. I watched it on YouTube, so I don't know the order, but I could tell you one thing. I would have hated to have followed Peyton Manning. Of course. <laughs> I w- I'm hoping that he really went last, um, but I don't think so. <laughs> it I don't seems think like he, he last. Yeah, it seems like he opened the show. Because, uh, I mean, it, it's like he had all the jokes. He, you know, he had he had every emotion, um, and it was amazing. You know, he he had people booing Tom Brady. Um, he he was crying, talking about his dad and his brothers and his wife. Um, probably uh, all in great speech, but um, I was I was really happy for everyone up there, without question. It was really awesome, but obviously. We now have a new set of eligible players for the 2022 
I guess their first year that they're eligible. Yes. Right. Um, and I know this particular class eligible individuals is kind of highlighted by some would say some of the best receivers have ever played the game. Not all of them, but some but of them. Some really, really good receivers. Big, big time. Number one, Andre Johnson, who spent the majority of his career with the Texans. Um, he's eligible for the first time in 2022. Um, obviously, seven-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro. Never really got the recognition because, obviously, he played for the Texans. And through most of those years, they and even today, they continue to struggle to find not only their I feel identity. Like the only thing that people remember Andre Johnson for is his fight with Cortland Finnegan. Oh, big time. Big time. Um, but I also know that that was a pretty big moment. I mean, their rivalry was really awesome. Um, next, we had Reggie Wayne, mm-hmm. um, who obviously. Peyton Manning was kind of lobbying for on the actual stage. <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. Um, and then I believe it was Steve Smith being the other participant out of that wide receiver core, uh, which obviously Steve Smith, I don't think a lot of people had him slated to be a Hall of Famer. Obviously, he was undersized as a wide receiver, um, but he always played bigger than his size. Um, and obviously, as a Bucks fan, I hated him. <laughs> he was so fast. He was shifty. Um, I mean, the deep ball, the across the middle, it didn't matter what you what you did. He, he would always come out on top. So I, I always hated playing against Steve Smith. And actually, I forgot one receiver, and that would be Anquan Bolden. I was just about to uh, call you on that, actually. Yeah, don't call me on anything. Um, I was going to say, um, I mean, fortunately and unfortunately, Anquan Bolden is hands down one of the best Cardinals to ever play. Obviously, not considering Larry, right? But he's one of the better. I mean, a lot of people remember him for taking that huge shot against the Jets. Uh, and holding on to the ball, even though his face was like broken in several different places, and then coming back like a week and a half later to play, to continue playing. Um, so yeah, Anquan Bolden, but he also does a lot of things off the field. Uh, that's awesome because I know he leads a lot of the social justice campaigns uh, for things like Black Lives Matter and kind of making sure that people are not so much judgmental um, against against law enforcement, but kind of bringing the two together to try to end some of this, I guess, some of this noise that we always hear, right? Uh, So that's one thing I do appreciate about Anquan Bolden. Um, Now, some of the other names um, and hopefuls, uh, we have Demarcus Ware, the longtime cowboy and then Bronco. Yep, Um, who who did win a Super Bowl with the Broncos, too. He did, he did. Part of that stifling... uh... Wade Phillips defense. Yeah. Um, which Wade needs those rushers. And Demarcus Ware is that indeed a great rusher. Um, 117 sacks in Dallas alone. 
Uh, mm-hmm. he, he, was, he retired with 138 and a half um, and eight double digit sack seasons, which is quite the feat. Absolutely. Um, one of the best tackles in football history. Um, unfortunately, he played for another, again, a franchise that just did not ever succeed or get to that level was Tony Baselli. Yeah. Um, not only on the field in real life, but heck, in Madden, I don't care what you do. If you see Tony Baselli on free agents, you're spending all your money. You're throwing away all your draft picks. You're trying to get the best tackles in football, and he he's it. Um, but um, unfortunately, his career ended. I think his career ended slightly short, but it was pretty still a long career. But I, I believe that he could have still played. Um, but I'm glad that he's getting the nod this particular year. Well, he's getting the nod to be eligible. Eligible. He has, he has yes. Eligible. All of these people. <laughs> all of these people will be eligible, and that's the part that stinks because there are so many people who are currently eligible who mm-hmm. just aren't getting in. Um, but it's not like the people who are getting in are lower choices. So that's the part that's yeah. good. Well, I mean, of course, you also got to count in the politics of it all too. Of course. Um, now, the next person is also. Probably pound for pound, one of one of the greatest linebackers to ever play. Not the greatest, but one of the greatest, and that's Zach Thomas. Yep. Um, but again, Zach Thomas played for a Dolphins team during that time period that they offensively they just weren't that good. You think, you know, uh, him and a couple other guys, right? I mean, that Dolphins defense during that time period, um, which they is legit. slightly, yeah, they were uh, slightly before. Tom Brady took over. I mean, I guess the competition was still steep, but the Dolphins just never took off, you know, and I think Zach is there during that Ricky Williams period during, you know, he's there for a lot of this, you Mm -hmm. know, but they just never, ever, um, they just never found their way. And that stinks, you know, and that's the part where it's like, you look at players, who are on these teams for a long time and they just don't get to the Super Bowl or even in the sports, right? Yes. You think about these players who don't get the opportunity to go to championships. Now everybody's like, oh, Melo desperately wants to win a ring, right, in, in basketball. But it's like, it stinks because in certain cases, the players are so loyal to the team when they really should be focused. I mean, a lot of times you would think they would be focused on winning. Um, But I always believe that this particular time, the players believed in the franchises a little bit more than they do now. Of course. Uh, A little bit more. Uh, But that's neither here nor there. uh, and the last person that I have here, and you let me know if you have anybody else, is Richard Seymour, um, who, for the Patriots as well as the Raiders, um, really, really has some quality years. Um, obviously, he won three titles with the Patriots, and he went to a Pro Bowl five times and was a three-time All-Pro. All pro. 
Richard Seymour is a, a really, really versatile player. Obviously, he played inside and outside, um, similar to what you kind of see Aaron Donald doing today. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say that Richard Seymour was as strong as Aaron Donald, but I will say Richard Seymour probably was the closest to Aaron Donald before Aaron Donald came. <laughs> I mean, he was really, really good. Uh, his versatility, his strength, his speed, um, he was really, really a solid player. Uh, up until the end with the Raiders. Uh, but I don't know if he'll get in the first try. I uh, don't think so. Unless, yeah. unless they have some kind of circumstances that would give him the nod early, but I don't see him getting in first. I feel you. But and there was one it. other person that Hit I me with it. Head coach Dick Vermelli. Uh, Dick, uh, oh, Dick, oh, Dick Vermeer. Oh, I didn't even. See, that's so weird. That's, I don't hear, but I'm surprised. And this is his first year? This is his first year eligible. Oh, my God. I him. know. That's crazy. I, I know. I, I never would have even known that. Dick Vermeer is a, a heck of a coach. Um, and, I, and that's, you know, just counting his NFL stuff, but like the things he right. did with like UCLA was pretty incredible. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I would say I'm shocked. I'm in utter disbelief. Mm-hmm. Doc is, as you would say, on tilt. Doc's not on tilt. He's just saying that. No, he's not on tilt. He is just saying that. Um, but yeah, it, it is pretty shocking that he's not. Yeah, he's not. That, that's pretty shocking to me. Um, but yeah, I would say that he has a high chance of getting in. I could see that. Um, I think I need to see what the coaching pool looks like before I can definitively agree with that. Because I think there might be some other coaches that may end up getting in mm-hmm. before him. But, I mean, he has a heck of a resume. <laughs> so he can, he right. definitely has a you know really good argument. And I'm not talking the college football selection committee either, folks. Yeah, that's really, really crazy. Uh, that that he hasn't he hasn't at least been eligible. I, I I'm finding that so hard to believe. Not as it's uh, not as far fetched as it seems. It is because during the '90s, um, Dick Vermeil and a couple other these coaches were really really like dominating. They were moving from obviously a lot of them were going from team to team, right? And then you just knew certain coaches, right? It's like. I always mention Jeff Fisher, but yep. Jeff Fisher, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, obviously, you look further, you got the freaking, um, why am I having such a brain fog? Oh, my God, I can't think of names right now. But you got the Harbaugh's, right? Um, but back then, it was all about, you know, the Ryans. You, you got, um, as you mentioned, um, dang it. What is his name? You mentioned the Cowboys coach that went to the Broncos. Wade Phillips. Wade freaking Phillips. He got several <laughs> jobs. Yeah, I'm having a really hard time right now. I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, somebody like Wade Phillips. Like a lot of these guys got a lot of their jobs back then. Obviously, Bill Parcells, um, a lot of those older coaches, Andy Reid, uh, Mike Holmgren, right? You think Dan Dick Vermeil. Like that's just what you think. Uh, Schadenheimer. Yep. Like those are just the guys that you just you just think of. But 
I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he at least gets the eligible nod. I think he may get in. <laughs> First try. Well, we shall see. We have to see what the full pool is going to look like for next year. And it's a big pool. That's the thing about it. Like, there's so many people who are eligible. I mean, uh, and so many people who are like, oh, I can't believe this person isn't in, that person in. Obviously, the conversation always is T.O., right? Like, we always yeah. talk about T.O. when this comes around. Um, but I don't know. I feel like there's a lot. Now, there's a lot of politics with that. There's a lot of politics with that. But we had an extension, Johnny. Two extensions. Uh, one extension. And one restructure, right? We broke the news two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, I'll say, that the Dolphins had a disgruntled cornerback, Xavier Howard, wanted a new deal. Um, he was requesting a trade. He was literally pushing and pulling himself outside of Miami trying to potentially end his tenure and get off the Dolphins screen. <laughs> but they were able to work out a new deal, get him some more cash, get him some more incentives, make him happy. It was the culmination of show me the money. Yep. You know, like somewhere, freaking Jerry Maguire, Xavier Howard got the call from Xavier Howard. Like, listen, Jerry, ants are crawling up my wall. I got kids. This person needs a new car. You know, Bay Bay, you know, needs this, right? Turn on the music. Turn the music. Initially, was like, you got kids. Kids too. Uh, we got kids. So let me let's have a conversation about those kids. Exactly. Oh God, that's it. Exactly. I don't give a, about your kids. That was initially, and then he <laughs> said, "Oh well, I want to trade." Then no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't say I don't give a I about your just, kids. I was just joking. Was <laughs> I just jokes. I don't give a, about those kids over there. <laughs> <laughs> Not your kids, those kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they were, we worked a deal, got them a $1 million Pro Bowl incentive, $2.5 million incentive for, I guess, just additional incentives. His um, salary can go upwards to 16 Point two million, where I think initially it was for about 12, 13. Yep. Um, he also gets a per game roster bonus of a hundred thousand, or excuse me, five hundred thousand for roster bonus, and then a hundred thousand for workout bonuses. Um, and I think it also Ian Rappaport also added that six point seven million of that two thousand twenty two salary is going to be guaranteed at signing, so they're increasing it the incentives just to make sure, which again, I understand. It's like when you sign the contract, you were unsure or you were unaware. And I'm, I'm happy that he voiced his concern. You got to put the other part too. His uh, $12.9 million salary for 2022 is guaranteed for injury as well too. So he doesn't lose. Oh yeah. So I guess that was also a a major thing because you saw what happened with you know, some players who are who play, especially on like franchise tags, right? Yep. And like they play on these tags and then they get hurt. 
um, you know, Earl Thomas, right? <laughs> they get hurt. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's great. You know, he gets an opportunity to, um, yeah, he gets an opportunity to play. And that's that's awesome and get paid for it. So I'm ha- really happy for him. Um, but who else I'm happy for? A very, very underrated linebacker, even though he's probably one of the best. He's really underrated. Uh, Darius Leonard gets the bag. Five years, $99.25 million with 52.5 guaranteed. He will earn $20 million. $20 million over the first three years alone. But he deserves it. He really yeah. is good. He's been a game changer. He's been a um, defensive tackling machine. Yeah, he's really, really been a game changer. Um, so I, I, I give him a lot of credit. I'm very happy that I personally don't have to see him more than once every year, two years, three years or whatever. Um, but that division for this money, that division is in for a ravishing rude awakening. I mean, they but, still have, they still have the Titans to deal with, but sure. Well, for $20 million, <laughs> take, listen, for $20 million, he could take, on those stiff arms he had more money to to recover he got more money to get bigger eat great he could eat great for the next 80 years on 20 million dollars so he ain't got nothing to worry about uh, but speaking of game changers let's jump over to the nba really quickly for these rule changes that are going to change the way bas- some of the basketball is played johnny me with some so we finally and i have been calling about this since 2012 we have finally have some rule changes in place that benefits the defense right like it only took almost a decade 20 years if you really want to talk about it i mean they kind of did the whole putting your feet out while you're shooting thing the reggie miller rule right right um but now uh, you can't initiate contact, which means if you're going for a head fake, the defender right. goes up in the air. And instead of you going straight up, you decide to lean to the right or lean to the left and initiate the contact and tossing the ball up to the rim to call it, to draw that foul. Well, now that will be an offensive foul. Right. Which is, which makes sense because... Even in, let's just say, 2K. Which of course, it, it's that, not just limited to jump shots. And so even if you're trying right. to drive it in, yeah. like a lot of point guards like to do that, they'll be in the paint and then they kind of just lean into the, yeah. Flopping all over the place. Oh, my God. I wish they would. I wish flopping. Oh, my God. If it's flopping not, that's, became. That's not a, that has yet to still really be. I know. <laughs> but it, it, they have flopping a be, rule, but they don't. Oh my god, if flopping became some type of technical foul, it would be so epic because I would watch it. It really is bad. Right. Um, so the shooter launches or leans into the defender at an abnormal angle. So it doesn't, I guess it wouldn't be, you know, if you just happen to land, you know. No, that's different. We're talking about you are you are going out of your way to make the contact. Right. And I'm just reading the points here, which is that the point. The offensive player abruptly 
goes sideways. off his path. Yep, sideways yep. or backwards. The shooter kicks his leg up. Obviously, that was already in play. Yep. The offensive player's off arm hooks. Oh, this is a big now, that's one. That's a big one. The offensive player hooks the defender. <laughs> you know, you, listen. James Harden probably left Houston and freaking Raphael Stone said, oh, you want to see it? Freaking Maury said, oh, okay, you don't want to come in. You don't want to come to Philly. I got something for you. And they probably put these rules in like. No, I feel like it's gotten more <laughs> egregious. I wouldn't no, say it was James been. Harden that kind of started it. I mean, again, this is something that's been yeah. a decade in the making. Uh, for those that don't know, this has been a decade in the making, actually about 12 years in the making, maybe even 14, if, if we're really going to be honest about it. But basically, no, I you agree. can't. So this is in play of uh, if you're swiping the ball underneath to hook the arm, that's outlawed I'm now. Not, I'm not, yes, and I'm not sure they should, I mean, I'm not 100% sure they should outlaw, outlaw that. Um, I do believe the ring around the rosy thing that a lot of players do. Mm-hmm. Where they like grab the Dude. arm and they're just like, yeah. exactly. That's Layout. also outlawed too. I, I, honestly, yeah. they both should be outlawed. I'm okay because really you shouldn't be reaching anyway. Um, people shouldn't be reaching, but I don't know if I would be able to say if you're swinging around and going up, I don't know if they should consider that an offensive foul. Um, that's the only thing that's going to be weird because it's like the, the defensive player in that situation shouldn't be reaching at that well, point. They should talking, be calling a common well, foul. We're talking about if it's not so much as if they're reaching, is if they decide to do that and like the defender's like right there, like he's in the perfect position for it. But normally, mm-hmm. if the offensive player does that swipe up and initiate that contact, it's going to be defensive, get that foul. They're going to be called for the foul. Offensive foul or no defensive foul? Oh yeah, okay. So that's the, I mean, and that's the way it should be called. I mean, I know a lot of times they they might not have done it, but there are some people who who just go a little overboard with it. Like I think I know Embiid does that, that a lot. That officiating in the NBA has been a problem <laughs> for about and three I, decades. It's been a problem, and I wish it. And I wish it was because of like all the rule changes, but we don't really get a whole bunch of rule changes. Nope. You know, and the rule changes should come with the new style of play. Like, you got people doing all kinds of step backs, and uh, I mean, it's a whole bunch of moves now that, you know, 20, 30 years ago, maybe one person, you know, did a step back or a fadeaway, but now it's like every single person does it at all levels, and it's starting to get a little, a little out of hand. Um, but. We'll see how it goes. Right? We'll see Got how it goes. They're, they're starting it now in the summer league. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So those that are actually watching the summer league, like Doc and Profits, yep, you'll be able to see some of these rule changes manifest within themselves. Now we're not going to see it so much with the rookies. It's really more of the seasonal vets. So we'll see what happens once it's implemented for this upcoming season. Absolutely, but. I know the people heard this show on their favorite podcast platform. And if you didn't, you can always go to our website at www.debateamongstfriends.com. Not only for this episode, but all of the previous. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. as we deliver all of the news, the analysis, and the reads. 